Open the five bay doors, please, pal. All right, all right, all right. You're gonna need a bigger potion. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? Look at the coast. We get together, have a few laughs. <laughs> a movie odyssey with Brad Patel, Gus Trout, and Adam Lucas. We just were not ready for the way the world exists now. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not. Took ready. tens of thousands of years to go yeah. from like fire to like wheel, right? right. Yeah. <laughs> and then tens of thousands of more years to go from like wheel to like, you know, um, somewhat some machinery. You know, yeah. like levers, pulleys, crane type things, but all, and you know, and then we just went from books, which took, you know almost all of uh, human existence we went from books to at like the library to everything in the world in your pocket yeah that's uh, 15 years it's crazy you know i i can't keep up it's uh no and it's uh, like everybody everybody's interests get more more and more niche too you know what i mean like you go find like people who like the same thing and it's easy to connect right, with can, those people now. And... Yeah, online. You can find a, a, a pretty sizable community that's interested in anything you can name, you know? Yeah. The the generation that was raised on social media, I guess we'll see. Uh, that's like, I don't know, like my kids don't have it. I'm not letting them have it until, well, I don't know. They haven't really expressed interest, like. Yeah. My young, my youngest is on YouTube, but he, he doesn't really. He's he broadcasting more post. so than no, interacting. He no, he doesn't post oh. or interact. He just watches oh. people play Minecraft <laughs> and right. Roblox, yeah, and just memes yeah. and weird stuff. Um, I that's it's kind of scary. I think just I'm I'm probably gonna sound like a boomer, but. Well, I mean, but the effect it has on a developing brain, like we don't know. I think you sound like a a reasonable human being, (laughs) right? Um, Yeah. It's one thing to be "Ah, like technology, rah, 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 you know? Well, right. No, I, you go on the internet, read all you want. We don't know. We don't know. Like you said, we will just, we're just going to have to find out. It's the same old story. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't understand this thing. Therefore it's bad. Exactly, and it's so corrupting. That's what you're you. saying about social media, yeah. no, but I mean, I, like, I, I think there are there are actual like psychological issues it's causing. You know, what well, I mean? there's like like bullying and um, sure, which oh, it's just like, like we already had enough bullying in real yeah. life. Now that it's even easier to bully people, it's and honestly, easier. You don't even have to be right. the hulking kid anymore. You can no, just you, type yeah, really you just, well, and you're bullying someone. Yep. Anyway, so we're all doomed and our kids are screwed, but you know, who's who it's what everyone said every generation, so. Yes, and speaking of kids, here's a movie that I loved as a kid. That makes That's sense. That's awkward. Yeah. I don't know. And speaking of kids, there's a baby in this. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'll I'll just record an intro then and we'll All right, classic. Talk, to make talk it about classic, this movie. Keep it classy. How is it going, ladies and gentlemen? What do you think? I'm trying out a new <laughs> intro. I'll be the bit large audience in the. I'll just uh, go with, hey, gang. Uh, My name's Brad Patello. Thank you for joining us. I'm joined with my good friend Adam Lucas. Gus uh, is adulting tonight, so he couldn't be with us. Um, Boo. No, I'm just kidding. And uh, 
our movie today, we're discussing the movie Popeye from 1980, the Robert Altman directed live action adaptation of the comic strip turned cartoon turned musical and now it's a movie musical and Robert Altman directed it and it's got Robin Williams and Shelley Duvall in a role that she was born to play. And I I love this movie, uh, but you guys hadn't seen it before, and I was gonna I was gonna see what you thought of it. So uh so uh, Adam, Adam, what did you think of Popeye? Disgustipating. <laughs> um I thought it was terrible. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I it, it it was so hard to watch. Like, okay, the the sets, like the production designer, whatever the name is, I can't remember, is yes. insane. It's so good. It's that's very good. Yes. Um, the sets they it's built still a whole, there in Malta. They built a you whole can, town. Yeah. Yeah, and they've like turned it into like a little theme park almost, where you know they've kept it up and you can still go see it today. Shelley Duvall is like you said; she is like olive oil. It's perfect. Yes. And, um, and like Robin Williams is doing a good job. The arms are weird, but I mean, I guess you got to have them. <laughs> yeah. They well, were inflatable apparently. Yeah. They were, they caused a lot of problems. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're not great, but I mean, it's Popeye. So what are you going to do? You know, <laughs> um, I would just say the problem with this movie is it didn't figure out how when you take a cartoon and you make it live action yes right it's practically impossible it's really hard i get it yeah especially a cartoon like popeye which has a lot of that like looping background action and kind of like wacky you know clown schooly type slapstick comedy yeah in um, the fleischer days for sure it had a well sure <clears throat> yeah um, and I'm not a Popeye scholar or whatever. I'm sure there's a lot of things in this that people that really love Popeye are like, oh shit, that's like exactly like this thing that, you know, they could point to a, an episode or, you know, a, one of the old shorts that, oh, they did that exact same bit. Um, but it like, they don't, it's simultaneously like going too far and not going far enough for me or something. Okay. You know what I mean? It's like, Robin Williams, this is his first film role. His first right? film, was, yep. Yeah. Right. Mork and Mindy before this. Yeah. And like he hates this talking movie. about this a little. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, good. I, guess I mean someone this, agrees with me. This um, movie's very divisive. Like right. I don't he, I don't hate it. I just think it's not okay. good. Okay. Well, <laughs> um, mo most people involved with well, Shelley Duvall really likes it, but, but that's because her previous experience was on the shining. Sure. And she so this was like is probably like emotionally abused by. Yeah. Right. Everyone. So she, yeah. And so I don't. Yeah. It, like it hurt Robert Altman's career. Like he didn't. Yeah. He didn't get any big directing roles for about 10 years after this. And he's an established director at this point. He had done. Oh, yeah. And tons of other stuff. Yeah, he's got like 90 directing credits or something. Yeah, I was I was gonna say we should do uh a couple like I I'd really like to do shortcuts on this at some point, which I don't have you guys I, I don't think I've seen, I've seen that. Or no, we think we talked about it and I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's but very yeah. similar to Magnolia, like the structure of it. 
and uh, oh yes, uh, yes, yes, PTA cites him as a as a as an influence. And one which, of the one of the songs, yeah, I was going to say, was which makes used. sense because yeah, that's in Punch Drunk Love. I was yeah. like, holy shit, that's from this. How yeah. did I not know that? So, uh, um, I like the song. Do you not like the songs? Or uh, listen, I I am not the number one Harry Nielsen fan in the world, but I am like in the top 10,000. I love Harry Nielsen. Okay. I think he's my favorite like solo artist. At this point, he he was like not doing well, right? right. Harry Nielsen, yeah. I'm he was they like weren't, mentally like yeah, he's going to be drunk on the set the whole time and people were warning Robert Altman not to use him and right. Or the screenwriter, and, he didn't get along with the screenwriter or something too. And yeah. Yeah, like he's just Nielsen is not doing well at this time and like well, some of the songs have moments of like, oh, that feels like a Nielsen thing. A lot of the times it sounds like a half awake drunk person wrote the songs at the last minute. I think that's everything is the food, case. Brad. I love that song. That's my it's favorite. So song this. bad. Oh, it's I love terrible. That song. That's a, it's funny. I, I sing I that song was, right? to myself. Yeah. It's like but sleepy. I mean, if that, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I was like, what is going on right now? Uh, I love that so whole I, scene. That when he beats up the guys yeah. at the end and just the whole restaurant scene. And I, I love that song. That's that's my favorite one. <laughs> I I just yeah, I just everything feel is like, food. I feel bad for Harry Nielsen that they like made him I mean they didn't make him do it, but that somebody didn't say like you can't, we're not I don't know. Anyway. I, it's it's just like with everybody involved, I feel like this should have been like a home run. Instead, it was a ground rule double, but then the base runner like tripped over his own dick and broke his neck. Uh, oh, okay. So <laughs> I don't know. I just I came up with that on the fly. Um, it, okay. Like the so the audio. Yeah. There's a lot of crosstalk. Yes. And it's, it, it sounds like wild sound and ADR. It is, yeah. They... <laughs> and it's so bad. The clarity, I had to, I, you know, I don't, I don't like watching movies with subtitles on. Like I had to turn the fucking subtitles on for like the first third of the movie because there's so much crosstalk and you can't tell. Like I couldn't tell what they were singing in the opening song. You yeah, I mean? a lot of actually a lot of the songs were like recorded live, which is not typically how it's done, <laughs> like on right? the set like, and, uh, until like that version of Les Mis. Yeah, where they did that, you know, but yeah, they had little lavaliers hidden on everybody like this is yeah. way they didn't have the same technology they have now. Yeah, the audio's fun. I, I kind of think of it <laughs> <Fun>. as like, <laughs> well, it's a lot like those old Fleischer cartoons, which is one of the things I like sure. about it because it's like Popeye and is I will constantly say, like, I recognize that. muttering under his breath. Right. He doesn't really in like those talk, old cartoons. Kind of, they yeah. never even like, I think most of the cartoons are ADR'd as well because like you watch those old Fleischer cartoons and most of the time his mouth isn't moving. It's just they're just, they're well, just dubbing I, I, over like random bits that he would say. And I think sometimes like, is he like, it's you're supposed to be hearing his inner monologue or something. I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to tell. Like, but he has a lot of fun jokes. Like, I wrote a couple of them down that that I only just caught on this last viewing. 
and I watch this movie like every year. I'm I'm a I'm a glutton for punishment. I, I love yeah. this movie. <laughs> no. I, th- um, I think I remember seeing this as a kid. So part of it is nostalgia. I will openly admit well, that. But... And hey, listen, you're not like insane or anything. Siskel and Ebert both loved it. Like, or they didn't love it, but they liked it. They're like, oh, it's great for the whole family. It's so warm and the sets are amazing. The Robin sets are Williams amazing. Does a good got, job. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Shelley Duvall does a good job. But then they like, I don't know. He like Ebert gave it three and a half stars and that blew my mind. I was like, <laughs> what like i would i would give it four stars well of course I'm, you would Brandon. I'm, I'm trying I'm, to say you're not insane and you're oh, okay. making it harder um, I, I can be insane i'm fine no it's just like uh, it, <laughs> i kind of feel the same way about this as i did about legend it's just like the story sucks so now the story like a, yeah the story is probably the weakest part it feels like they took sure. a bunch of plots and they were so they were basing some of it on the comic strip because it was like a newspaper right. strip first. Yeah. And like the sweepy character was supposed to be Eugene the Jeep, who was a character from the comics, but never in the cartoon. This weird like creature from another dimension. And they're just like, how do we do this? We'll just make it a baby. But that's why the baby has psychic powers because uh, it, oh. it was supposed to be a creature from another dimension. <laughs> There are a lot of weird characters in that cartoon, actually. Like, yeah, a lot of like otherworldly creatures, and um, so they couldn't do any of that because right, they didn't have the technology or at least but they yeah, knew better a... than to try to do that stuff. Because, but yeah, because this... they tried to do a bunch of other stuff that I think didn't well, work. Well, like... it's a lot of like just really typical cartoon plots like strung together you know like yeah here's right. all right we Very gotta simplistic. have act, act three's gotta be like you know olives the damsel in distress and bluto's right. tied her up which he does in every cartoon mm-hmm. and then you know you gotta have the plot where the baby helps wimpy win horse races <laughs> Yeah, yeah, when the casino boat or whatever comes and into that's, town. And that's totally a whorehouse, right? <laughs> right. Oh, for sure. Because Popeye's... There's a whole song. He's singing his starts his song, and he's like just the whores are like all over him. They're like his backup. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, all right, you're Harry Nilsson, and you're, you're hired. You're like half drunk, and you're hired to write songs for a Popeye movie. I mean, what are you going to do? You're going to have like a... You're going to have a I Would Gladly Pay You Tuesday for a Hamburger Today song. You're going to have an yeah. I Am What I Am song. You're going to have right. a Blow Me Down song. <laughs> You're just going to, all right, what does Popeye say? What do people say yeah. in the Popeye yep. cartoons? I'll just write a song about that. And then you got to give Olive Oil a song. So you figure out, you know, her whatever. <laughs> um, Shelly Duvall is yeah. probably the best singer in this. For sure, and like she, she, but she still is being the character too. Which yeah, is, and her like, voice is cracking. Yeah, there's things about the movie that are really good. Like she is really good. She's just there's it's a bad movie. Like there's no the story is bad. There's not you know, and like you said, I get they want to. I think they were trying to be too true to the existing Popeye shit. Maybe yeah, and I they mean, needed to do a. And also, I think it's kind of a mistake that this is like an origin story, too. Yeah, I was going to say they made it like an origin story kind of right. where and, and his his origin is like how he came to like spinach. Like that's his 
That's his whole. That's the other thing. It's like Popeye's whole thing is the spinach thing, and the whole movie he's like, "Yeah, hey, I don't like that spinach. Disgust the pain." You're like, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> but you that's know? his. He eats it at the end, and then he gets. I know, but it's still like, it. why? Why would you? Who said? Oh, you know, what we should do the number one thing people know about Popeye. He doesn't do it till the end. We we withhold that the whole film. You know, all the oh, we're so smart. It's like no, that's dumb. That's a dumb thing to do. But he's always beating people up. It's only it's only Bluto he's got to. Right. Like, well, that's the other thing is like normally for... he kind of gets his ass half kicked, then eats his spinach, then finishes the job. Right. Am I or am I misremembering every Popeye cartoon I've ever seen? That's well, that's his encounters with Bluto. That's OK. But so like, he doesn't have to do that with other people. With the roughs, one of whom is Dennis Franz. I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> I did. Yes. <laughs> Like he just there, like yeah. he'll encounter random people and he'll just kick their asses, <laughs> right? And then Mister Noodles, Mister Noodles in this. I was gonna ask if you knew who Mister Noodle was. I guess he you was do. a clown. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They hired a yeah. lot of uh, for the background actors. They hired a lot of like acrobats and clowns, and like clowns and, and circus Physical performers, comedian experts. No, and I mean you can tell like some of this when Bluto's doing all that shit to him at the engagement party. Yeah, and he's like, you know, crunching down, stretching back up, and like yeah. that shit's really good. Yeah, it's just that's all this movie is. Yeah, it's, it's a, a really good bits. set. Yeah, and a bunch of bits, and like, there's a lot of visual I, I honest, interest. Too, I had to like... watch it in two parts because I well, could not. Oh man, well, I couldn't. You're... I couldn't get through it. There's a in one uh, sitting. Well, see, visual interest goes a long way for me, I guess, because. I, you know, you can see yeah. that the set is good and you can right. see that there are good background performers in it. And I don't it's know, just sometimes like, that's just... what I'm looking at. Like there's, yeah, there's all this I'm... like acrobatic stuff happening. And that is what got but... me through it. <laughs> but like but the... the scene you were talking about with the, the food, or the, everything is food and yeah. all the shit going on in that it's like they needed to do it which didn't exist yet, but they needed to do it in like close up montage instead of all these like wide shots where there's like five things going on and you don't know where to look. You know what I mean? It's like, see, yeah, that's what I like about it. I, not enough at the same time. Yeah. But I, that's what I mean by visual interest. I love that stuff. Like when he's the little interactions between the background characters and like seeing a guy's head poke up through the window, like, who's always there in every scene yes, you see that this fucking hobo guy ho ho <laughs> yes yeah. i was like i was like oh that's his dad <laughs> you know what i mean like no, he's gonna a... find out that's his dad is that a character or was there a subplot that got cut out it's just background stuff it's like stuff in the background <laughs> but it's so fucking stupid it's there's <laughs> no point that's what I, mean. I mean i guess that's my problem is i always want there to be like i come from the school of everything you see should be there for a reason right and you yeah, can that's argue not this movie no right <laughs> well you could argue for this like it's there to be fun and to look cool okay but like if a movie doesn't tell us compelling story and and i'm not saying it doesn't have to be fucking romeo and juliet or you know like it, it can be simple but it has to be like effective i mean you know every pixar movie right the stories are generally relatively simple. The concepts are simple. Oh, like yeah. Well, right up until. Well, okay, I, I maybe feel, not every Pixar movie. They've but all gotten the gun, like lately. They've all gotten the good ones. 
Right. All the ones from the golden era of Pixar. Yeah. Uh, before. Yeah. They're basically I mean, cars. Uh, well, before the cars sequels. Anyway, I guess it's like almost like think of it almost less as a movie and more as just like, like you go to the circus and there's like stuff going on over here. Right. There's like stuff going on over here and you're just like, Oh, that's cool. And then you look over here and you're like, Oh, that's cool. And then two hours have passed and you're like, Oh, okay, cool. That that was fun. That's kind of, see, I guess my brain is just too, I, I have to actively suspend disbelief a lot, you know, because my brain just, I'm the oh, person that yeah. always has like two thought processes going on. Do you know what I mean? If I, yeah. I, I'm listening to a podcast and I'm doing stuff for work or I'm cooking dinner and watching a YouTube video or like, which um, is probably unhealthy. But um, so my brain is trying to figure out in this movie, like what's going on, what's important, you know, oh, was that hobo guy? Like, how's he going to factor into this? And mo- like 95% of the stuff you see, is literally pointless like well, other it's, than it's painting a tapestry. This thing. it's it's like sure it developing mood, the town i, I mean yeah. the townspeople are all like um they're all like at every event like you see right. the same set the same, of characters yeah. and they all have like fun cartoony costumes like the tough guys all have the and their idiosyncrasies of like the way that they walk and they all you know and they have they almost all have like a catchphrase yeah um right so it's like the town is a character and like the town's people are all like sure part of that character i guess but i still think that like some you could do all the things that we're saying but you could just do it better have a better story feel feel more of like yeah like a story that you're following along with that the movie is clearly telling you what is important and what you know what this means Whereas this movie is just kind of like, you're going to see a bunch of stuff happen and there will be key plot points, but you're never going to know which one, <laughs> when that is. Uh, and it's just, yeah, it's just not, it's just not well thought out from that. Like, I think they were too hung up on doing the Popeye movie. Well, you know that, I mean? that was the Popeye kind of the, stuff. the origin of this movie was, well, unfortunately. To, to compete with Annie. Yeah, right. so they lost the bidding war for, for Annie. They were trying to do an Annie movie, but then Columbia bought it, which I like the Annie movie too. The Annie movie which, is like I don't love it, but it's very the story is very is good. It has and a, like, like a more cohesive it. story. Yeah, it's yeah. a more cohesive <laughs> movie and like but, or even a musical if you think about it, if it was a stage show, you know. Well, my, my know. point was that it like it wasn't made out of like tremendous love for the source material. It was like, Popeye? what do what do we own? Like, uh, all right, we can't so do the, like you're talking about the executive producer type, like the yeah. higher ups, the studio the people, people. We can't do Annie. Columbia won that bidding war. What properties do we have that we can make a were... cartoon movie out of? And, and they own Popeye. Their first choice, right? No, yeah, he came onto the project later. Um, there were a couple other directors attached at one point, and Dustin Hoffman was going to be Popeye at one point, right. which, would <laughs> which would have be been weird. And it then Gilda Radner was uh, olive, olive oil, oil. Yeah. which I mean, like that probably could have worked. But Shelley Duvall is literally like, yeah, she's. Coming. I mean, she, yeah, like I said, the things that got me through this movie were like Shelley Duvall, to a lesser extent, Robin Williams, and. Bill Irwin is the 
Bill Irwin, yeah. His character, guy, like, his character's name is Ham Gravy. Ham Gravy. And baby. apparently he's uh apparently he's Olive Oil's ex-boyfriend, but we never find that we out. We never but, say yeah. that. Yeah, I, I I'm guessing there's a ton of stuff that was cut. Um probably, yeah. Robin Williams, they got in fights with Altman about improvising, right? Like he kept yeah. like going off script and stuff. Yeah. And a lot of his dialogue were was dubbed later anyway. So which is in the spirit of the cartoon. They would do that in the Fleischer version of the cartoon anyway. So sure. I always Can, I always thought of it as like a big Fleischer cartoon. It's a with, convenient excuse. Where there's rubber uh, hose, rubber hose animation translates to rubber hose people and uh I don't know. I just I just have a lot of fun with it. I enjoy all of the stuff happening in the background. And I mean, again, I love, I think this I love is one the of those everything things. is food song. That's like my favorite song ever that if, I'm going to play at your funeral when hey, that's fine. That's fine. Then I'll wake back up and murder you. So then I'm, uh, then you can join me. Um, no, I like again. Like. I'm not a musicals guy, right? But like right. Annie, if you think about the songs in Annie, almost yeah. every one of them gives you like a strong emotional reaction and it is like about something and it is like and it's the character it's developing characters too. Developing yeah. characters, <laughs> yes. And like they're well, like yeah, I agree with that. A yeah. couple of the songs in this kind of do that. You know, yeah. his Yam What I Am and Olive Oil song and I mean he needs me, I guess. Um yeah. But they just, it's one statement. Like there's, you know what I mean? There's I an elaborative, like an arc to the song or you don't learn anything else. You just learn olive oil is happy because Popeye needs her. Yeah. And and then Popeye is what he is. is. Like, I, ha I am what I am and I can't be anything else. Be, and that's, be yourself. And then, but they sing about it for three minutes, you know? Yeah. Be yourself. Right. <laughs> so it's, it's, uh, um, <clears throat> I, I, I don't, I'm not so, makes me frustrated because of all the people involved. It could like in theory, given the right circumstances, it could have been like one of the best things ever. Well, the other, I the guess. other thing I love too, is just the, uh, the setting, like the Malta landscapes. Sure. Like no, it's so land it's formations like planet. And, yeah. yeah. It's like Mars. Well, I mean, they've used Malta for Mars, right? Like as a stand yeah. for Mars and different movies, otherworldly, just the, the way yeah the and way the, the rocks the roads meet the are water built and, in, yeah. yeah and the way the roads are built into the landscape and everything's kind of stacked all up yeah. i mean like the sets and some of the shots and the framing and like the the production design is incredible like i get like, all the boats and everything <clears throat> if if i kind of wish you had told me and i'm i, I don't actually <laughs> wish this because i like to go into things blind and form my own opinion but i think i would have enjoyed it more if you were like Hey, let's watch Popeye. But before you watch it, just know like nothing really happens. Just enjoy the show. Okay. And and I would be like, oh, okay, because you know, because right, that's next time I pick a, a movie from it. Most of the movies I pick for nostalgic reasons. I'm assuming sure. that you and Gus are gonna. I assume Gus hated this too, right? Oh yeah, he he okay. he, he texted <laughs> me like five minutes in. Oh boy, about five ish minutes into Popeye, brutal. <laughs> Five minutes. Sets are, yeah. Sets are nuts. Other than that, it is unwatchable at the moment. And I said, disgust debate. Uh, and I said, Rachel asked me, this is me speaking, uh, how it was. And I said, it's a fever dream. 
That's what I love uh, about it, though. It's at least at the I beginning. Love the but, fact see, that I was just not. Dream. I was. I was not <laughs> prepared for that. You know, the sets are amazing. Harry Nielsen did the music, but I think Robert Altman was on all of the drugs. Um, Probably true. Yeah. So yeah, Gus. Uh, I don't know if he even finished it. He might. This whole thing with the family might be a ruse because he couldn't finish it. Who knows? Okay. Well, we yeah. we gotta find a movie that you guys like that I hate. I guess that's Masters of the Universe, but I mean, I don't really like that movie. I wasn't okay. on that one. <laughs> well, what's um, what's a movie you like that I hated? I does that exist? I don't know. I feel like I'm the most forgiving, which surprises well, you me have... because I'm the most cynical too, kind of in some ways. Well, a nihilist has the freedom to not care about quality. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's true. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah. But you know, to prioritize things in a different way according to your own whims you know yeah so that's and which is i am frankly jealous of um there's got to be shit that i like like that is terrible i mean well we'll find uh, something what's that movie about the giant fighting robots it's like robot jocks or something oh yeah i love robot jocks oh damn it okay well it's not that one robot jocks is like a bad good bad movie yeah, I'll have to think about it. I'll have to think of a movie that I like. Well, that... our, it, I'm sure it'll come up, but I I don't know. I feel like I like a lot more movies. Like I get a lot more enjoyment out of just out dumb, of movies. dumb movies. And like, yeah, I don't know. Gus is very serious about it. He takes his movies very seriously, like which I like. And he's very particular. Yeah. Well, so, I, I'm totally unsurprised that you guys didn't like it. Uh, maybe I'm just doing this to troll you. Maybe. I, I, don't, know. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm, I guess we'll see. <laughs> yeah. I think I, we have already covered all of my notes. Everything is food. He's large. I do like uh, also. Large. Well, that's that's a funny song because it's like she's trying to think of something good to say about him. And that's all she can come up with. And then she's also like packing her bag as she's singing it, like trying to convince herself. And I was kind of, oh, Gus, when we were talking, he was like, she's saying all this great stuff about him, but then she's like packing and leaving. And I'm like, well, yeah, she's like trying to distract them and say good things while she's trying to sneak out the back door, keeping them interested. And, you know, she's like, he didn't like get that. Um, which What's I was the... kind of surprised. Oh, okay. Do you know what I mean? He's like, "Why is she like leaving?" And I was like, "Because she doesn't actually believe what she's singing." I was yeah. Like, what? Like, this is a thing that's done in cartoons and movies, farcical things a lot. Yeah, you're saying one thing and doing the opposite, He's and that's lo- funny. That's a funny joke. Yeah, I do like also the uh, Bluto's "I'm Mean" song, where he just trashes their house. and then the house is like trashed for the rest of the movie too it's like yeah and all the walls are gone and get taxed the tax man tax man uh character actor um oh shit what was the name donald he's been in tons of stuff he was in the thing oh yeah uh donald moffat yeah he's the a lot of like character actors richard libertini is in a bunch of stuff This is the film debut of uh, Linda Hunt as well. She's been in tons of stuff. And Donovan Scott, I know that I've seen him in other stuff. Paul Dooley, of course. He was the dad in 16 Candles and a bunch of other stuff. Oh, another thing that came up with Gus. um, 
Well, where is she? Um, Olive Oil's mom. Oh, yeah. Nana Oil. What is her name? Nana Oil. Nana Nana Oil. Oil. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Roberta Maxwell. Dude, she looks like... I was like, is that... Did Kate McKinnon travel back in time to be (laughs) the mom? (laughs) Olive Oil's like... Like, she's very Kate McKinnon-y. It does Um, seem like a very Kate McKinnon character, yeah. Right, the way she just her face, like the you know she looks similar, and the the way she's playing it. Yeah, I did like the whole interaction of like when he first gets to the house and she keeps calling him like Mister I. Yeah, and uh, just Popeye man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, okay. if I don't, I don't know if there's much else to say. I I love this movie. These guys hated it. Watch it if you want. It's a it's a zany movie with kind of a weak plot but you know lots of visual interest i mean like the sets the sets are insane uh so (laughs) i i don't know i i'm gonna stick by my positive review of this movie i continue to watch it every i i watch this at least once a year it's one of those movies that my my wife loves too but uh our kids hate it so um well your kids are smart no. you know you anyway. know who you know who does like this movie paul thomas anderson <sighs> which makes me question everything yeah. i know about him now yeah. <laughs> well popeye there there we have it 1980 uh one of my favorites one of these guys least favorites um, uh, of the movies cool. that we've watched yeah it's definitely down there okay. uh, but it, but there there are things about it that are like cool i would say like everybody should probably see it just just because of how it came about all the people involved and then make your own decision yeah a lot um, of a lot of really weird choices by the director <laughs> i thought like yeah like I, okay i wouldn't have done that but sure like uh yeah. but you know the, yeah what carries it for me the sets obviously the background actors all the like stunts yeah it's just i think presented in a piss poor manner like none of it's none of that is their fault like i'm never like mad at any of the performers be like oh you're fucking ruining the scene you know yeah. it's just like why is the director showing all of it wait what huh? There's too much going on, or there's you know like oh, the, but this, so they'll cut this in montage and then just do a wide shot for the rest of the scene. Like, there's a lot of wides. I I I gotta wonder if that was like something he was trying to do to like pay homage to the cartoons. Like, right, and that's what I think they were trying to be to make it too much. Like, instead of being like, okay, we'll take what we can, but this still has to be a movie. They were like, let's see how close we can make it to <laughs> just a regular ass. Popeye short and it's like a bunch of Fleischer cartoons together and yeah and that like doesn't work in live action filmmaking like it works in cartoons for a very specific reason and yeah they really tried with like a lot of the physical humor was really cartoony like really rubber hosey you know yeah which like I don't necessarily like have a problem with they just didn't like they didn't plan it out in a way how they were going to shoot and edit it and everything in a way that makes it feel like cinematic. Do you know what I mean? This movie doesn't feel cinematic only a handful of times. Like, does it really feel like, like a grand Hollywood musical? You know, a lot of the times it's just like somebody showed up to like a flash mob with a camera. (laughs) It has a very Uh, different tone than a lot of musicals of the era too. 
True. Which I would I would put to its credit. I mean, I would I would too if it landed, if it like stuck the landing, you know, and these things. But I just think that they just didn't. It did. They didn't. They didn't figure out the secret formula to making a Popeye movie. You okay? Yeah, I just drank the rest of my Jim Beam there. Sauce. All right. Um, well, should we do what are you watching? I guess so. Okay. Why don't you go first? Uh, I watched a couple things. I finished The Midnight Club. Oh, I, is that I, any I don't good? Know if you guys have started that. It's his weakest no. show. Okay. Sure. Well, I mean, yeah. I did I did finish it, which is more than I can say for the Lord of the Rings show or probably 10 other shows I started this year. Sure. Um, I think he, I don't, I, and midnight mass just set such a high bar. Like that show. I think that's his best so show good. Yeah. Opinion, the ending yeah. was so satisfying and the character development was so, it was really good balance of character and like mythology which right. he, he did he did really well before Midnight Club. Yeah. Um the Midnight Club has really good character stuff, there's really good performances. The mythology of the show just really isn't that interesting. Mm. It's like so the there it's this big house and it's being used as a uh like a hospice for dying teenagers. So they're all teenagers and they're all terminally ill. Okay, that premise is that's the premise. Fun. That's fun. Okay. They uh they all get together at midnight to tell each other stories, and the stories are dramatized, and those are often the best parts of the episode. Okay, but they're, but they're not long enough. Um, yeah, and then so if they had made it like, "Are you afraid of the dark?" Where the framing device is just dying teens telling each other stories. Yeah, it kind but, of felt like yeah. So it's like uh, like a. Uh, an anthology series instead well that's kind of what it was except kind of is. they uh-huh. spent more time with the characters and they there is like a mythology to the house but it's just not that interesting like there's ghosts in it but they're not particularly scary there's I don't <laughs> well, what's know. the it's, point yeah. <laughs> i mean it, i was like around while rachel was watching some of it and i was like yeah i don't think i'm gonna watch this this seems boring as shit <laughs> It's um, it has its moments. A, a kid standing around talking. It, it is a lot of that, yeah. Good performances, and he didn't hire his wife to be in it. So, wow. I, I guess that's something <laughs> for him because he. Well, yeah, cause, maybe cause, she just was. Maybe she was just busy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, midnight mass. I would say. Hmm. Midnight Mass number one, Hill House number two, Bly Manor number three, and then this. There's that's all there has been, right? Or was there another one I missed? I think so. I think that's I think that's it. Yeah. So I it, would agree with you exactly the the with your ranking, and I haven't seen this yeah. one. <laughs> but, it's still but, yeah. decent. It's still decent. It's still better than a lot of stuff out there. I watched uh Ambulance, the newest Michael Bay movie that came out earlier oh, this shit. year. <laughs> I forgot about that. I like almost watched that. I was, I think it was on like rent, uh, you know, it's, in theater. And I was like, uh, I'm not paying twenty dollars to see this. I think it's free it now on Amazon. Uh, okay, I'm a little embarrassed to, to admit how much I enjoyed it. It's, 
I mean, Michael Bay makes a fucking fun ride most yeah. of the time. You know, it's, it's really dumb, but it's a lot of fun. Like Jake Gyllenhaal and the guy from the most recent Candyman movie hijack okay. an ambulance after their uh, like bank, bank robbery. Their bank robbery goes wrong and they end up hijacking I mean, an ambulance. And, and Jake it's like Gyllenhaal, a, he's very compelling. He's chewing the scenery. He is like, uh, oh, he is going for it. <laughs> he's like, which like, I love Jake Gyllenhaal when he's like unhinged. He is unhinged. He's very unhinged in this. Oh, it's, shit. I might have to watch this tonight as hell. A lot I'm of so good, a lot of good action, of course. Yeah. The, you know, the whole thing's basically a giant chase. Um, I mean, that sounds amazing. How did I, I don't know a, why I must've watched read like the, you know, I need to stop reading Rotten Tomatoes, oh, honestly, because yeah. a lot of the time they're so fucking wrong. It's like the I audience mean, and the critics. I mean, it's not a good movie. <laughs> sure. It's it's a lot of fun. There's a good action, a lot of explosions, of course. There's probably oh, at least. It's a remake. Yeah, it, that's <laughs> true, too. There's fun. at least 15 shots of vehicles plowing through fruit carts. Yes. So they can explode, of course. Oranges and, everywhere. Yeah. yeah. It's insane, but it's it's a lot of fun. It's Michael Bay. And his visual style is so bonkers. Like you're yeah. putting putting the camera where? Like, okay. <laughs> right. You're just showing people running down the hall. Why does the camera need to be flying above them in a vent? But I mean, like, like it makes it like fucking fun I know. you know yeah yeah i liked ambulance it's sort of i feel a bit guilty but not too guilty it's michael oh they reference another michael bay movie in it nice <laughs> the characters Bad is boys like, or no remember when sean connery said this in the rock i'm like <laughs> wait that, that was another come on michael bay, i don't think that that's... was in the dutch or um, yeah. german movie this was based on <laughs> probably not well, I guess I guess that's it. What what do you got? What did you watch this week? Um, I continued to watch White Lotus, which is uh it's good. It's one of those shows like did you watch the first season? I haven't seen any of it yet. No. You know who Mike White is? Yeah. Like the he wrote he, wrote, he writes all he's wrote like, all the episodes and the was all on, the episodes. He was on Survivor, right? Was he? I think he was. was a celebrity survivor or something? Uh, he's in he was School in of Rock. School of he's Rock. That guy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And he okay. wrote he, I don't Chuck, know. Chuck and Buck. That's him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. He was on Survivor. <laughs> Not a celebrity edition. He just randomly he appeared just on Survivor. Was on Survivor. Yep. That's so weird. <laughs> um, oh, I didn't realize yeah, he, it was him. I like him, though. I think I'm going to. Yeah. yeah. No, you. It, it, it is. Again, it's one of those things. It's like hard to put your. The second season especially is shot like really well. Okay. Um, Like the one episode Gus was, you know, told me, he's like, dude, this episode, it's like fucking, it's like a movie. Like it is like a high end Hollywood movie quality, you know, which shows are getting more and more like that. Yeah. Um, Especially and, HBO shows. Um, And he's directing you know, all the episodes you said? I think he directs all of them. Yeah. Oh. He wrote all of them and directs all of them. So it's basically just like, you know, a very long film that mike white film um it's got the one dude from the sopranos right the the second season does yes this okay. current season so they're they're connected but they're not it's you know what i mean like the basically the white lotus th- 
theme connection is it's like a chain of resorts. Okay. Right. Super high end rich people oh. resorts. Okay. So the first one kind of centers on this friendship of these two, like high school, early college age girls. I can't remember how, I think they're in college. Um, and, but all this other stuff goes on. It gets real crazy. They're almost kind of like murder mysteries. Cause they, they both seasons start with like, Oh, there's dead people or a dead person or whatever. Uh. And then you go back like a couple weeks. Uh. Um, all right. And you meet all these characters and it's funny and it's kind of like tense and it's making statements about class and, you know, all sorts of stuff. Um, cool. But the only the only continuing character is what the fuck is her name? She um, is in a bunch of comedies. Jennifer Coolidge. Yes. I'm just She's, looking at um, the thing here yeah. yeah it just popped up um but yeah jennifer coolidge is in the first season of the white lotus and she is also in the second season so which hasn't really had any effect on the plot so far but yeah michael imperioli's in it yes um, i saw that i have saw the i remember you guys talking about it and i saw the oh, f f marie abram icon yeah oh yeah i've been watching that uh what the, the, Cat, the show yes thing? oh man the episode with him in it is so good it's so good oh, it's very I, very good i mean yeah. it's basically a movie it's like yeah. almost an hour and a half long and he's doing such a good job in it i love yeah. him i think he's great no he's uh, he's one of my favorite actors for sure uh and he, he he's always kind of the same but he does have a range do you know what i mean um yeah he's always yeah. like himself he's... but he can kind of play himself in all of these different, like push it in different directions, you know? Yeah. I mean, he's a very different character than Salieri for sure. Right. And in this, in white Lotus, he's like this horn dog, old guy. Oh, really? Very well-meaning, super horny old man. Yeah. Um, And he's funny. Uh, It's good. You should check it out. All right. I will definitely, I love Mike white. I didn't realize it was him. So I'm going to. Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't either until like a halfway through or, you know, maybe it was, it was probably the first episode or whatever the credits. I was like, Oh shit, this is Mike white. Oh, okay. Cause it doesn't, you watch a preview and you're like, that's a fucking show about a hotel. This is stupid. Hmm. Um, Yeah. But I honestly think Mike white was like, I want to do a show where I get to be in like Hawaii or wherever the shit for like, Oh. six months um and he's like you know what good, i'm actually yeah. i'm gonna make it good though i'm gonna make it really good yeah. and so he you know so i can stay here another season right so that we can go then to um sicily for the second season yes uh yeah it's it's pretty genius it's kind of like the the good version of adam sandler doing all these grown-up movies and stuff where he gets to, like hang out with his friends and go to like some exotic location for okay. a few months and have a vacation basically but they made shit movies like yeah might wake Mike White's done the same thing. He's just making good okay. TV. All right. Sounds awesome. Yeah. Check it out. Um, right. And then the only other thing I have really, I'm sure there's, well, I've watched, I watch a lot of YouTube, you know, I'm addicted to the two. Oh, sure. Yeah. Don't get me started. Check out RM Brown. Um, but uh, there's a film that just came out on Disney plus called fire of love. It's a documentary hmm. about this volcanologist couple narrated by miranda july hmm. the what did she do me and you and everyone you know but fire of love uh she just narrates it which i think her narration will turn a lot of people off because she is a pretentious like art house filmmaker so she's reading it very like 
serious and the love of the people and the volcano. And some people were like, oh my God, the droning narration almost kills it. But the visuals and like the, this couple are so compelling that I, it's, I made it through and it's really good. Um, but it's just kind of a story of like two volcanologists who are like, you know, madly in love with volcanoes and each other. And they're very kind of unique and different characters. And they, they were always taking photos and filming. So it's just, they just gathered all of their footage and cut together the story of kind of like their romance. And um, yeah, so oh. I would recommend it. It's good if you like documentaries uh, and you don't mind reading subtitles because they are French. So they're always speaking in French. Okay. Um, oh, I... how that works. You normally speak the language that you know. Oh, cause, you know. cause Disney owns National Geographic. Okay. I was trying to figure out why, why it's on Disney plus why it's yeah, on it's Disney. Nat Geo film. Okay. I think, or, you know, yeah, they're at least involved in, in production or distribution or something. All right. So uh, anyway, I will record it. an outro and then I'm, then I'm gonna head out. Um, so Do yeah, it. I'm not going to be here next week. So you guys can record something, I guess, just keep me posted. Yeah, send I will send me the recording if you record okay. something. Yeah, I will talk to Gus and we'll figure it out. Thanks for joining us again. Um, my name is Brad Patello. Find me on Instagram at Brad Patello. Adam is Renaissance Grunt and Gus is Mr. Trouth. Email us a movieodyssey.podcast at gmail.com and we are here for you. We are here to review movies and tell you what we think of them um all right man well cool, cool. All right. i'm Good sorry that we didn't like popeye but yes That's uh totally fine I'm i like surprised. things about it and not i don't think surprised. you're insane not yeah. i'm it's cool if you think i'm insane i'm fine with that too as long as you well, still want to do a podcast with me yeah no i wouldn't it, let's put it if you were more sane i wouldn't want to so okay well let's keep it keep it, it stay keep doing what you're doing works out okay.